Hey everyone. Before we get started, I need to give some major warnings for these stories. The first story mentions rape and sexual assault, along with some very graphic sexual details. It's pretty nasty and dark. The second story mentions abuse, and the third story mentions self-harm. So yeah, these are some very dark stories. You've been warned. Without any more interruption, let's go ahead and get started. And remember, to always, stay hungry. Before I begin with the story, I want to give a trigger warning for emotional and mental abuse, as well as sexual assault and rape. This all started a week before my 18th birthday. At the time, I was in a relationship with a guy named Dan, but he was leaving for military deployment to Japan shortly after I turned 18. He told me he would be gone for 8 months, which turned into 10 months thanks to COVID. He told me that since he would be gone for so long, then it would be okay if I casually slept with and went on dates with other people. He said it was okay considering we had only been together for less than a month. Now on to the real story. I've never told anyone the full story, not even my therapist. After Dan left for Japan, I got back on Tinder, and this is where I met Bailey. I'm using his real name because he's a dumpster fire of a human being. Bailey was 22, and I was just barely 18. When I was 18, I was very naive, and I thought I was untouchable, as in thinking I could kick anyone's ass that tried to mess with me. Being a 5'3", 95-pound female, I soon realized that wasn't the case. Anyway, Bailey and I quickly started talking on Snapchat rather than Tinder. We had planned a day to meet, and I learned he lived about 20 minutes away from my house. I asked him if he could pick me up since I didn't have a driver's license, and he said that was fine. When he came to pick me up, I lied to my mom about who I was seeing. I told her it was a friend that she already knew, as they had the same kind of car. When I got in his car, it really reeked of weed smell. It wasn't a problem to me, but just something I noticed. He said hi to me right when I got in, and he started driving us to his place. As he was driving, he had hit his weed pen like a good five times in a row. He asked if I smoked as well, which I said yes, and then he asked if I wanted some. I hit his pen, but I only took a little bit, so that I could still be aware of my surroundings. I went to hand it back to him, and he then told me, Oh, come on. Don't be a pussy. Have some more. To which I then replied back with, Uh, no thank you. He seemed upset, but he didn't push it further. When we got to his house, we didn't really do much. Just hung out and watched some TV. And of course, he smoked more weed. After a few hours, he drove me home high as a kite. A few days later, we hung out at his house yet again, and we had a smoke sesh. I had smoked more this time because honestly, I just wanted to get high off my ass. During our smoke sesh, he leaned over and kissed me. I kissed him back because, at the time, I honestly thought that he was attractive. He was definitely the bad boy type. He was blasted with tattoos, full sleeves on both arms and both legs. He had a full color chest piece. His whole neck was covered. He had an eyebrow piercing and he always had a gun nearby if not on him. He kept one on his nightstand right by his bed, 
and he always had one in the trunk of his car. He was also from Florida, and he proudly told me that he had spent time in jail before. I don't remember for what exactly, but it was either for assault with a firearm or armed robbery. I honestly should have ran for the hills when he told me this, but I didn't. Stupid, I know. After we kissed, we had sex, and it was consensual. Anytime we had sex after the first time was really just because Bailey wanted to. He told me I didn't get a say because, and I quote, You belong to me, and you should just be grateful that I'm not cheating on you. I found out later that he was in fact cheating on me, but that's besides the point. During this time in my life, I was attending a youth group for young adults at my friend's church. I wasn't very religious, but I would go so I could see my friends on a weekly basis since this was after I graduated high school. One Sunday before the youth group, I was at Bailey's house, and one of my friends was going to pick me up so we could go to the youth group together. While I was at Bailey's house, he then told me that he wanted to and that we're going to have sex whether I wanted to or not. I don't want to get into too much detail, but he gave me oral sex, and he got mad that I was disassociating and not giving him my full attention since I was in shock. And then after he raped me, he pulled out and then he ejaculated all over my stomach, chest, and face. I know, very graphic. I was absolutely disgusted, and he then told me to go clean myself off in a shower while he watched me. Bailey was in the middle of moving apartments, and he didn't have any soap in his shower. I tried to get off his fluid with scouting hot water, I got it all off my face, but not my body. When I was done in the shower, I got dressed and my friend had texted me that they were there to pick me up. We went to the youth group and I actually had to sit in that church with dried semen on my skin until I got home and could properly clean myself. About a week later, my friends and I had planned to going to Not Scary Farm since one of my friends worked there as a scare actor. Well, when Bailey heard about this, he demanded that he come with. He told me if I bought his ticket, he would pay me back, which didn't ever happen. So I rode to the park with my friend group, and Bailey drove separately. He met up with us about an hour after we arrived. While we were going through the park, Bailey and I got separated from my friend group. I don't know how, but Bailey got his weed pen through security, and he told me to have some. I took a small hit, and I handed it back to him. He then told me to take a real hit of it. So I took the pen back and I hit a blinker. He was satisfied and he then took it back. I don't know what the heck was in that thing, but it wasn't just weed because I've never had a high like that before. And I mean ever. After a while, everything became kind of distorted. It was almost like I was seeing double of everything and everything became like a green and purple color. If I had to guess, it was probably laced with either acid or LSD. Anyway, Bailey wanted to go to Clown Town, and I'm terrified of clowns. I was literally begging him that we go anywhere else in the park. But he said no, and then he picked me up and dragged me there. He made me walk in front of him so I couldn't run out of the clown maze. I was hyperventilating and crying that I didn't want to be there, and he was laughing at me acting like it was a big joke. He was definitely enjoying himself. After we got out of the maze, he asked me if there was a candy store in the park. I told him I didn't know because I just couldn't think straight. I was so high I could barely see straight. 
I was still having a panic attack and crying, and he told me to stop being such a baby. Then out of nowhere, he told me that we were done since I'm too childish, and he ditched me. I called up my friend and told him what had happened and where I was, and they met up with me and consoled me. Now, you probably think that this is the end of the story, but I regret to inform you that it's not. About four months after this happened, Bailey had hit me up and apologized to me about what happened. He asked me if I wanted to hang out with him and help him set up a fish tank he got. I should have said no and blocked him, but I was a dumb kid and I agreed to hang out with him as friends. Keyword friends. He picked me up in my house and he then drove us to his new place in Newport Beach. When I got in his car, he had handed me his pen and he told me to have some. I just replied, no thank you. But then he said, Um, I didn't ask you if you wanted some. I said have some. Now! Right when he said this, I immediately regretted agreeing to see him. I took a few smaller hits off his pen and then told him, I'm not having any more. Thanks, though. Once we got to his place, I had sat down on the floor by his bed. He asked me to help him set up his fish tank, and I did. After we set it up, he had said he felt gross and that he was going to take a shower. I thought that was weird, but I just said okay. As he was taking a shower, I had sat at the end of his bed watching whatever was on the TV. As I was sitting there, I had heard the shower shut off, and then Bailey walked out of the bathroom naked, dripping wet. I asked him, What the fuck, dude? He didn't say anything. He walked over to me, so I had backed away further onto his bed. He then grabbed me, putting his hand over my mouth. He pushed me onto my stomach, and he held me down as he pulled my pants and undies off. I bit his hand, and he let me go. I had started screaming at him to stop, but he just got on top of me. And since I was laying on my stomach, I couldn't push him off me. He then told me, Shut the fuck up or I'll make you shut up! I immediately stopped screaming because I knew he had a gun and I didn't want to get shot. He then grabbed the back of my neck, shoved my face into his bed, and started choking me. As he was raping me, I actually thought I was going to die. My vision started getting spotty and I'm pretty sure I passed out, because the next thing I remember was Bailey slapping my face, telling me to get up. He told me to stop crying because he knew that I wanted it. He also told me that he called me an Uber to take me home. Then he turned to me and said, I don't think we should see each other again, because you're just way too childish for me. As I got on the Uber, I had told him to go fuck himself. The next day, I had went to urgent care because I was bleeding so much from my vagina, and I wanted to make sure I was okay. I also got tested for STDs just in case. Everything came back normal, and I was given pain medication to help with the excruciating pain. After I got home from the doctor's office, Bailey had texted me telling me I gave him an STD. I told him that it wasn't possible since I'm clean, and I told him it's probably from some other girl that he raped. I then blocked him on everything after, and I haven't heard from him or seen him since, and I really hope it stays that way. I also didn't report him to the authorities because I felt so ashamed, and I thought it was my fault. I know now that it wasn't my fault, and I'm still healing from this. Everyone, please acknowledge the red flags and leave as soon as you don't feel safe. There's a lot of shitty people in this world, 
so please keep yourself safe. And Bailey, I hope your ass is in jail or prison so you can't hurt another soul. When I was 16, I had a boyfriend named Jordan. Not his real name. He was one year older and we were together for five months before I finally dumped him for disrespecting me. The catalyst for the breakup was that I slept with him and he bragged about it to his friends. I felt betrayed and angry. I found out in school on that Monday. We had been together on the Saturday and I had stayed the night because his parents were gone. So he must have told his friends the minute I left or something. His friends were trying not to laugh when I approached Jordan and it became obvious why. They started saying stupid shit like how I was crawling back for more and making sex noises and just generally mocking me. I was so angry and Jordan actually fucking laughed at it. I'm not proud of it, but I shoved one of his friends and then stormed off. Jordan didn't try and follow me or call after me. People were staring and I stormed home because no teachers were around to stop me. My parents were at work. I went home and I felt humiliated. I had really trusted him, and he even dropped the L-bomb over the weekend, and I believed him. I have an older sister who was 20 at the time. I phoned her, and she was on her way to work, but she answered me anyway. I started crying as I told her everything, and she told me that Jordan was a dickhead. I knew she was right when she went on to say that Jordan had used me, but it still hurt to hear that. He told me that he loved me after we'd been intimate, but my sister said it didn't matter and he probably only said it so I'd do it with him again. I asked her why he'd go and brag and let his friends disrespect me if that was the case, and she said that he thinks he can do whatever he wants and I'll just accept it, and that I shouldn't accept it. I then promised her that I wouldn't accept it. I knew right then that I was going to break up with Jordan, but I also didn't want to see him ever again after this. A while after school was finished, I had heard a knock at the door. I just knew it would be him. Part of me wanted to talk to him, but part of me didn't. I let the door be knocked, and I walked on the stairs and stood in the front room. I could hear him calling my name, saying that he knew I was home and to please open the door. I decided to open the door, and I let him in. It was best to talk now, and I could break up with him face to face. I felt like he deserved that, that I wouldn't stoop to his level by dumping him over text. When I let him in, he had tried to hug me, but I backed away. He looked hurt, and I'll admit, it really tugged at my heartstrings very briefly. Then I felt the anger all come back. We then sat down, and I started talking before he could. I told him that I was angry and upset, then explained why. He told me he was sorry, but then he tried to turn it on to me. He said I'd probably told my friends about what happened so he didn't think it would be a big deal for him to tell his. I told him that I hadn't told any of my friends, and even if I had, I wouldn't have told them details and private information. I then told him that I didn't want to be with him anymore, and he told me not to make such a rash decision, that we could work through it and I was just pissed at him and not thinking clearly. I told him my mind was made up, and that I wouldn't be that stupid girl who lets her boyfriend mistreat her all because I love him. He told me that he wasn't mistreating me and that I was just blowing everything out of proportion. We ended up arguing and I just told him to go away. He did, and when he left, I slammed the door and then locked it. 
I ended up faking being ill just to stay out of school that entire week. I had asked my friends what everyone was saying, but they told me no one was talking about it. Still, I needed time away because I couldn't face going back yet. On the Tuesday, Jordan texted me, but I ignored him. He then started messaging me on Facebook, and I blocked him. I didn't have the heart to block his phone number, though, so I read every text that he'd send me. It was always the same. He's sorry. He loves me. Please talk to him. But I never responded. On the Thursday around lunchtime, the door went. I didn't expect it to be him because he would be at school. But to my shock, it was him. As soon as I opened the door, he barged in and then fell to his knees, begging me to give him another chance. I told him no, and I told him if he didn't leave, I'd call my dad. I think that scared him because he then stood up and he started faint crying. He scrunched up his face, but there were no tears. I told him to leave me alone and we were over. He then came at me and tried to grab me, but I just shoved and shouted at him and I told him not to touch me. He said he was sorry, but I told him I didn't care and to leave now. He did, and I locked the door. I looked out the window, and I didn't see him walk away for a while. This creeped me out. He was standing at the front door for like 20 minutes before he finally walked away. On that night, I had decided to block his number because he called me 40 times. He was also texting me, begging me to take him back. As you can imagine, I was very uncomfortable with all of this, and my friends told me in school that he was acting normal. That made it even creepier. On that Friday, I woke up to a ton of Facebook messages. They were from Jordan's friends' accounts, but he obviously wrote them. I blocked them immediately, and the messages creeped me out even more. He was begging me to talk to him and cussing me out. I was getting really uncomfortable, but I didn't know what to do about it. I went back to school on Monday, and I walked there with my friend, and as we walked, Jordan appeared. He was waiting for us, waiting for me. My friend then asked what I wanted to do, and I said we should just walk past him. When we walked by, he had called after me, but I didn't turn around. He actually didn't follow us. At lunch, I always stayed in the canteen. Jordan would usually go out, but this day and every day after, he would sit in the canteen at a table where he could stare at me. He wouldn't even eat every time, just watch my every move. It was so fucking creepy. His friends would glare at me or laugh to themselves, but I ignored them. It wasn't worth making a fool of myself. They were the ones being gross. I had to change my walking round to go home because Jordan started walking behind me whenever I walked home, and it really freaked me out. One time I went to my friend's house and he had followed us into her street. He never knocked on her door or tried to run inside though, but it was still very disturbing. This went on for months. So I eventually got a new boyfriend. I'll call him Jay. He was in my year group and Jordan got jealous. He would ball his fists and stare at me and he would shove past me in the corridors. I told Jay and he noticed it and I always begged him to never confront Jordan. But one day I was standing with him and Jordan walked past and elbowed me. Jay turned around and then shouted down the hall to Jordan 
telling him to get back here. I told him to be quiet, but he ignored me, and he started making his way over to Jordan. I didn't want them brawling in the corridor because it seemed so cringy and unnecessary. Jordan didn't turn back, but Javen grabbed his backpack and then yanked him. Jordan still didn't turn around. He just tried to keep walking. Jay insulted him, and Jordan ignored him. He tried to grab Jordan, but Jordan just managed to pull away. I ran over to Jay and I told him to leave it, and he did. He then started ranting about Jordan, and he told me to tell one of the support teachers who deal with student well-being. I told him I would, and I did. A few weeks passed, but his behavior was still weird. He stopped pushing past me, but he kept staring at me. I guess he got more secretive about his behavior. One night I was home alone while my parents were out shopping for food, and my door went. I was hesitant. I wasn't expecting anyone. I had unlocked the door, and I heard it open. I thought it was my parents, but they'd only been gone for 40 minutes, and they usually took an hour at least. I then heard footsteps, and it wasn't my parents. I darted off my bed, and my bedroom door opened. It was Jordan. I was frozen for a moment, and then I asked what the hell he was doing. He didn't respond. He just lunged at me and tried to grab me. I darted away and then screamed at him to leave me alone and to please stop it. I ran down the stairs and right out of the house, and I could hear him behind me. I then ran to my neighbors because I knew she'd be home, and I literally ran into her house begging her to help me. I didn't have my phone, and Jordan didn't dare follow me into her house. My neighbor called the police, and she told me to calm down and that I was okay now. She had two young sons, and they were both looking at me like I was crazy. When my parents got back, the police were already there. I told them everything. The police went to Jordan's house, but he wasn't there. His parents were horrified by his behavior, though. The second he got home, his parents notified the police. Turns out he'd been roaming some secluded area near where we lived. He got in a lot of trouble, and the police let him off with a huge warning. His parents also contacted the school, spoke to my parents, and more. He wasn't arrested or anything, but he was given a serious warning. Things finally changed after that. He would still stare at me, but he didn't pop up everywhere anymore. When the summer break came, I finally got a break from him. He left school because he was in the year above, and I ended up not having to see him anymore. I avoided the area he lived and anywhere he frequented. Jay wanted to find Jordan because he turned up in my house and he was convinced that he wanted to attack me, but I begged him not to, that I didn't want him to get in trouble with the police. It didn't end up lasting very long with Jay, but he was a really good boyfriend to me for a year and a half. Three years passed and I eventually got a friend request from Jordan on Facebook from a new account. As you'd expect, I blocked it immediately and I then changed my settings to prevent people from adding me without mutual friends. I felt safer that way, because I actually unfriended a bunch of my classmates so that I only had my friends on there, and I knew that none of them would add Jordan. By this time, I had also moved away from the area for college. It was really creepy to think that despite everything, he had tried to add me after three years. Maybe he wanted to apologize to me, but somehow... 
I really doubt that. Early on in my 8th grade year, I had started dating a girl that we'll call Liv for the sake of the story. We had a band class together where the teacher just kind of let us do our own thing. So we had started spending a lot of time together in that class, and it grew from there. Over the course of our relationship, there were many things that my adult self would now recognize as serious issues that need to be correctly handled. But because of my age and lack of life experience, I just didn't really know what to do about them. The first of these things was every day at lunch after Liv had finished eating, she would get up and go to the bathroom. I don't remember how, but eventually I somehow figured that she was doing this to make herself throw up her food. She had an eating disorder. The next of these things was the fact that she seemed basically scared of her own parents, and particularly her dad. She never said for a fact, but I'm certain that hands were laid on her by her parents at more than one occasion. Over the course of our relationship, we had a lot of late night Skype calls. Eventually on these calls, she had opened up about her depression and eventually had even cut herself on the video chat with the intention of me watching. This happened many times, and as a kid, I just didn't really know what the correct way was to handle this situation, especially considering the deal with her parents. I would have many sleepless nights on Skype convincing her that her life was worth living and that she was loved. She would shake a bottle of pills and then mute herself for minutes at a time. At school, we had to wear uniforms, and I would lend her my sweater so that her forearms wouldn't be showing. We dated for about nine months. After eighth grade, Liv had transferred schools. We had broken up that summer, and I know this is messed up to say, but I was really relieved to be free of that constant darkness and stress. Don't get me wrong, I was worried about her, but I was really glad to be allowed to enjoy my own life again. I had heard stories about her on and off for the next two years, and none of them were good. Things about her dating shady older guys, doing cocaine, and other things. She ended up blowing up on some Instagram modeling page during that time as well. I received a few prank texts and calls from her, but I never carried the conversations on for long. Sometime around spring and the end of my sophomore year of high school, I was napping on my couch as my parents were getting ready to go on a week-long out-of-state trip. My older sister was coming home from college to stay with me for most of this time. My mom came and woke me up very gently, eventually saying, Hey, do you remember Liv? I obviously said yes. She said that my friend's mom, whose brother was still best friends with Liv's younger brother, had then called her, and apparently Liv had shot herself in the mouth and was in a coma in the hospital. I didn't immediately cry over this, I think it took me being alone in my room for everything to really sink in. My school, even though she wasn't a current student, had held a group prayer as we were a private school, and I was pretty frequently checked on by our principal and counselor for a while after that. Unfortunately, she died fairly quickly, and the funeral was while my parents were still away. I attended the funeral with one of my best friends who was also close with her and in that band class. I eventually ended up dating one of her best friends from my school, as we had really bonded talking about some of our experiences with Liv. I developed some substance abuse issues that sophomore year of high school that got really dangerous in college, 
and I'm still trying to kick them at age 22. I really wish that I could have helped live with what she was going through. I only hope that she's in a much better place now. Hey everyone, that's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day, everyone. And remember, to always.